0: Welcome to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. I'm sitting in the tour van of a band called Preoccupations. I have two members of the band here with me. I'm Scott Monroe. I am Matt. Hi, guys. You were very smart and planned ahead and brought some beers to drink during the interview.
1: Yes, we did. Or I I brought two beers and I'm sharing them with Flegel now.
2: Uh, Monty was smart and I wasn't. <laughs> so one out of two of us isn't bad in this band,
1: actually. No, you... that's, that's, that's pretty good smart odds, I think. Yeah. I think
0: it was a great call. All right, Preoccupations, formerly known as Viet Cong, let's get this out of the
1: way. Um, We played a bunch of shows that were pretty heavily protested, and there was a a massive outcry on the internet about our band name uh, being insensitive to people who had fled the Vietnam War in the 60s and 70s. And after a bunch of meetings and conversations with protesters at a bunch of those shows, we over the beginning of that year came to the conclusion that we should change our band name and then we did it as soon as possible which ultimately was about a year later by the time we found a new name and made sure that we could actually use that name and made sure that it was that it was going to be alright and all that kind of stuff and then then that was it we rolled it out as fast as we could and here we are I read that
0: you actually had beers with some of the protesters I thought that was an ingenious approach
2: um that was just the good human thing to do it's it's really productive to have face-to-face conversations with people it's not very productive to you know troll on the internet you don't really accomplish much but
0: um, we actually got to meet some really awesome people so I would love you guys to talk a little bit about choosing the new name we were getting a lot of
2: um, suggestions from a bunch of friends and fans of the band and protesters And Preoccupations we kind of ended up with by default because it was the only one in a giant list of hundreds of names that wasn't taken, believe it or not.
0: Well then, how about we listen to a song by Preoccupations. I'm going to choose Anxiety. I'd love it if you guys could introduce this track to an audience that may never have heard of your band before.
2: Hello, everyone. You're about to hear a track off of our self-titled record. It's called Anxiety.
3: and unease Second-guessing just about everything Recollections of a nightmare So cryptic and incomprehensible encompassing
0: member of the band, trying to get into the van.
2: Yeah. Oh, it's got here. Oh, sorry.
4: No, it's, it's okay. okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hi. <laughs> it's <pissed>. <laughs> <laughs> Am I going to have to move?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Well, this isn't a bad mood. What, what happened to him?
1: I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You wanted to chill in the van? I guess so. Danny's, ah, Danny's trolling him face to face right now. <laughs>
0: Alright, just so that this makes sense on tape, was that that tried to get in and what's going on? Oh, uh, that was Mike trying to
2: get into the van. I think he wanted to, uh, snuggle up back here with some blankets and probably have a nap.
0: He looks to be in a little bit of a rough mood. That's horrible. I hope he gets a little bit of rest walking on. Hastings Street in Vancouver. So I don't think that he will get any rest. Welcome back to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard the track Anxiety off the self-titled record by preoccupations. I've got two members of the band here with me. It's your turn,
1: Monty, to talk about this track. Anxiety was actually written pretty much right after our after the self-titled Viet Cong record was finished being recorded. It was like written in that year in between. And we recorded a a few different versions of it uh, in a garage in Calgary and then um, yeah just did some more of it at the barn in Ontario a lot of uh, a lot of boxes of white wine went into that song I don't know if it's readily apparent from the from the sound or a subject matter but it was definitely a lot of white wine
0: I read that the band was getting drunk while Matt was trying to record his vocals (laughs) yeah I guess that was uh, that had a lot to do with the lyrics
2: I didn't really have any lyrics for that one until the very last minute Um, and everyone was kind of having fun and doing mushrooms and there was a swimming pool. We were at Greg Keeler's house uh, from Blue Rodeo just trying to track vocals. And Everyone was having fun and I really didn't feel like singing
0: and it made me anxious so hence the anxiety. Once you were done recording it, did you go out, party with the band and how did you catch up so quickly? (laughs) <laughs> um I'm usually within a pace of everyone
2: else as far as catching up goes. So um I think I I just drank by myself in a closet that night though. <laughs> At a place where there was a swimming pool? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um I don't I don't know what I ended up doing, but I'm sure it was really fun.
1: Yeah, I think it probably was really fun That was a I I have pretty vague memories of that night And it was great for me But I didn't have to do anything
0: Alright, Preoccupations is the title of your debut record It's also the name of the band This isn't your first record So all the headlines about this record, this band Have been second chance to make a first impression True or false?
1: Um, tr- true I guess yeah, it is the second chance to make a first impression. I don't know, That's it's kind of nice to have a chance to just like do a self-titled record again. I don't know, I'm I'm all alright with it. Yeah, we'll probably keep
0: the trend going. Just
1: change our name. Keep changing the band name. Yeah. For every record. Just change it for every record.
0: Considering you've had an interesting run of luck with bands and surviving a band names, so I'm talking about Matt, one of his band's women died on stage in a fight. You had the trouble changing your name with Viet Cong. Preoccupations is sort of a reboot, sort of not. Have you ever got a little bit masochistic and imagined how things could go wrong with Preoccupations?
2: Um, yeah, I mean, when we don't let Wallace in the van when, we want to, when he wants to nap out, I feel like that could end it all. He's going to come back in a fury. He's going to go develop some sort of a harsh addiction out on the streets, and he's going to come back and probably murder us.
0: And you're saying that because this interview is happening outside the rickshaw, which is in the downtown Lower East Side of Vancouver, which is a little bit of a colorful neighborhood.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh, we got a, we got a pisser. Oh, he chickened out. Is he gonna go for it? Oh, he's going for it against the other wall. It's kind of awesome though. I,
2: I like this neighborhood. As far as people watching goes, like I'm literally watching an old man take a piss right now.
0: While you do that, how about we listen to another song? I'm gonna play the track "Degraded" off the self-titled debut of Preoccupations. How about Monty? You talk about it while Matt watches that man urinate.
1: Um, I uh, "Degraded." "Degraded" is one of the couple kind of upbeat songs. Um, and it was it went through so many different versions before we got to that version. Like maybe we might have even recorded like three or full three or four full recordings of it. And, uh, but never jammed it one single time. Only ever recorded it over and over and over
3: again.
0: show this is Scott wood your host you just listened to the track degraded by the band preoccupations off their self-titled debut I'm in the tour van of the band it's Matt's turn to talk about this track yeah okay so Monty said it was
2: an upbeat song but I guess only in tempo uh, I think content wise it's some of the darkest stuff on the record <laughs> it's pretty uh suicide invoking but upbeat in tempo for sure it could almost pass as a pop song kind of but then you listen to it and it's about Cutting it yourself till you bleed all the way through.
0: <laughs> this leads me to believe that Monty doesn't listen to you when you sing.
1: <laughs> no, I never I never do. <laughs> I never know what any of the songs are about. I'm like, oh this one's this one's like pretty pumping. I'm pretty stoked about this. You know? And then uh and then there'll be one night where I just have Flegel's voice too loud in my monitor for some reason. I'm just like, this is what this song is about. And then it uh you know, then I'm just sad for weeks. <laughs> so I was reading that you guys
0: recorded the record in Ontario and then went and re-recorded it a second time so you spent some time with the songs before you re-recorded them I'd love you to talk about that
1: um, yeah we recorded it was it was sort of half and half like we recorded we'd recorded a bunch of demos already and then we went to Ontario with the intent of finishing the record we booked like we booked like two weeks of studio time which was more than twice as much as we did for our last record. And went in and just recorded everything that we had with the intent of getting it finished. And then went to Greg Keeler's place with the intent of finishing all the vocals. And at the end of that session, we basically had anxiety, most of memory. And then all the recording that we needed for Degraded, although that song wasn't, wasn't nearly done yet. We had all the pieces were there that we just needed to put them together differently. And then we rented a space in Calgary in December of last year called The Area that used to be an all-ages venue, and we set up a studio there for a month and recorded Zodiac and Monotony. And I guess that was it, really, and did some editing on Degraded and, like, did that kind of stuff. And then kind of started putting together those two short songs, Forbidden and Sense. And then we took all that stuff to Break Glass in Montreal in February of this year, to, with again, with the intent of mixing it and sort of decided that we needed one more st- one more track and so and that's when we recorded fever from nothing and then we sort of just pieced it all together from there graham mixed it we put all the vocals on it so it was kind of i'd say it was kind of like three or three and a half studios like there was kind of two things done in my studio which was in a a few different places though hence the hence the half It,
2: it was all over the place um which is kind of crazy, because I feel like it actually sounds like a relatively cohesive record, but it was we recorded it all over
0: the place. So ideally, would you want to do it the other way, where you do one session and record the whole thing, or are there advantages to doing it the other way?
1: I think the main advantages to doing it the way that we did this one is that you do get... Like, it does sound pretty cohesive, but you do get a bunch of different... You know, like, the drums don't sound like they were all recorded in the same room, and the... You know the keyboards we had some time and like in, when we were working on it in our own studios we had some time to like play around with them a little bit more same with the drum machine type stuff like it was just a little bit more a little bit there's some freedom when you're recording it yourself that's nice although not that we didn't have freedom when we were recording it in the barn like recording with Graham in the barn is about as liberating as it gets like it's easy to try whatever we want to do just so people know who you're talking about who is Graham uh, Graham, Graham Walsh uh, is one of the keyboard players from the band Holy Fuck, and he also is a fantastic Canadian uh, record producer and recordist who has worked with uh, a bunch of bands, Finger Eleven. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know. He he recorded a great Cousins record. He also recorded those Mets records, which are fantastic. Um, he did a bunch of work with like Hannah Georges too, and he's a fantastic human and a great. Uh, person to work with on music you also mentioned Greg Keeler who is he Greg Keeler is one of the singers from Blue Rodeo Graham's par- partner Julie is a really good friend of mine and Matt's from a, from when we played with Chad Van Galen uh, she was also in that band off and on as much as we were and so we sort of I don't know we were just friends with her and she knows Greg somehow just through being a being like a like an old school Toronto scenester you know like she knows all the well, I
2: think she's sang with them
1: she's sang with them live a few times Oh right, she did. Yeah. Tour. She toured with Blue Rodeo at one point. Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, and then Graham did some recording work for Greg too. And he has a beautiful home studio in uh, like by Peterborough, Ontario. Basically, he kind of just Graham just threw the idea out there for our first record that we to see if we could go and just use it to record the vocals. And he was totally down, and it was a great time. Just like I don't know, drank a lot of wine, and he made like he makes like a he makes an unbelievably good chicken soup. Um, or chicken stew, I should say, sorry. And then we just like, I don't know, like ate stew and smoked hash joints. Like there's a there's a wood-burning fireplace in the control room too. So this time when we were there, it was in the summer. But when we did the vocals for the Viet Cong record it was in we were recording there in December so we were just like eating chicken stew and like sitting by the fireplace in the control room well that's what I was doing Flegel was slaving away in a room that was literally infested with ladybugs it literally had ladybugs crawling out of the walls everywhere and still did when we went there this last time but then I was just hanging out by the fire in in amazing comfort while Flegel was fighting off the ladybugs to record the vocals
0: I think it's time we play another track I'm gonna play memory off the preoccupations self-titled debut I would love it if I could get one of you guys to talk about it.
2: Uh, yeah, let me give it a shot. Um, it's basically three songs in one that we stitch together knowing that. I kind of liked the idea of it sounding kind of like a DJ set or something where it sort of cross fades into a different tempo thing. And that's it, three songs in one. You're about to listen to it. It's called Memory.
3: let gotcha.
0: just Heard the track Memory Off, the self titled debut of Preoccupations. This song features another Canadian icon. I'd love you guys to tell me a little bit about this guy.
1: Uh, Dan Beckner sang the kind of co sang the lead vocals at the end of that song. He's uh, from a bunch of great bands Wolf Parade, Divine Fits, uh, Operators is his newest band, and I personally, I think it's best. So he's kind of been a friend of ours for a while. Like, I know him through Van Galen, but I feel like Matt maybe knows him from before that too yeah and we sort of just I don't know we were just in Montreal working on that on that song like working on finishing the vocals on that song and Matt kind of just had the idea he was just like oh we should get Beckner to sing on this track and he came over and we you know drank a bottle of tequila and just did the vocals and it was done and it sounded great so what in that song spoke
0: to you and said Dan needs to sing um I just thought lyrically
2: it made sense that there was another voice coming in at that particular spot in the song um and we were, yeah, just hanging in the studio and I got a text from Dan asking if we wanted to hang out because he knew we were in town. I just said, hey, come over here and sing on this track. And he
0: did. It just worked out. It was serendipitous. Interesting, because usually, guys, usually when you have a voice like yours on a record, you go female if you want to have another vocalist.
1: Uh, oh. that, was, that was the original plan on that song. Or there, there, was, there was talk of having a female vocalist. Maybe, or you, you should elaborate on that more, maybe.
2: Um, if uh, one of my female vocalist friends had texted me at that exact given time, and probably would have ended up being a female singer. It was
0: literally just like, oh, Dan's here. Come do it. Put your snarl on it. So this is a tip for any female vocalists who are also your friend, that when you're recording, they should text you. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. All right, so we're in Vancouver. You guys are kicking off your tour tonight. What kind of energy do you guys have at the beginning of the tour?
1: Uh, it's a This tour... It's, I'd, for me at least, I find it's like a little, a little bit of nervous energy, mostly because a bunch of, like, the songs on this record are songs that we never played live before we recorded them. So like, some of the songs were literally playing live for the first time. Like, it, it'll feel like it's for the first time every night for, for like two weeks probably, you know. So it's a. Um, it's a little bit different than when we toured our last record, where all the songs on that record we'd pretty much already toured a bunch, you know. But I know that like after like two weeks, then we'll then it'll be all sorted out and we'll be totally fine. And I don't think any of the any of them will go that badly. We just spent a week rehearsing everything and it went really well. I thought, um, you know. But it's definitely, I don't know. I'm just excited. I'm excited to play some new music. Honestly, we, we toured that last record extensively and. by the last half of that year we're pretty much playing the same set list the whole time like for the rest of the year which was which is good and i do like doing that but it was definitely just a lot of the same set list so
0: you guys are starting you could change the set list every single night is that how it's going to be
1: probably not we'll probably change it every night for two weeks and then we'll have a set list that we like and we'll play that for the rest of the year is what my guess is (laughs) (laughs) yeah who knows we got enough uh
2: enough material that we can afford to switch it up if we get bored of things. um, But generally, they're pretty fun songs to play. I don't see myself getting bored. Um, But I'm excited to start a tour again.
0: What do you miss the most about doing a tour? The fans. (laughs) Uh, uh, (laughs) Uh,
4: (laughs) And I'm sure they miss you too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. Honestly, I miss the... I miss like when you're on tour, you have a you have like a mission every day, even if it's a day off, you still have like a there's still something that you have to do, and you're never you're never at your house like you don't ever relax, you know. You still like wake up and you're like we have to do this and we have to do this. And personally, I find that that's a little bit better for my life than than sometimes otherwise. I find when I just sit around too much, I get bored and antsy, you know. Whereas on tour, I don't get as bored and antsy. Yeah, we
2: we've uh. We've been planning touring bands since we were teenagers, so at this point, we've got a pretty good group of friends in most cities that we go to that's always exciting. You you
0: don't see these people very often unless you're on tour, so I always look forward to that too. So who's one person that you're looking forward to seeing in the next couple of months?
2: One person? Um, I'm sure by the time I get back to Montreal, my girlfriend will be on that list. But whatever, that's a boring answer. Boring answer. I don't know.
0: One <laughs> would hope she's on the list, but yes, it is a typical answer.
1: <laughs> um, I am excited to see... Oh, I know who I'm excited oh. to see.
2: Uh, little Francis Walsh. Oh, Thader. yeah.
1: Graham and uh,
2: Julie's little baby kid.
1: She's my best buddy. She is Matt's best buddy. She's uh, six now? Six years old. Yeah. Six years old. Yep. Six years old. Um, And we were going to go see her when we were in Toronto last time and ended up drinking a bunch of beers with our friend Chris instead and uh, felt like bad child friends.
2: Chris Slorak from from Mets. That's who I'm excited to see.
1: Also excited to see him. (laughs) They're all all people in Toronto. Nice. So I think
0: that it's time to play another track by the band. I'm going to play an older track, or I'd like to play an older track, so I'm going to give you guys a choice to play something off the Viet Cong record. Who wants to pick?
2: Um, yeah, I'll choose a song off that record. Um, is there anything good on that one?
0: I don't. I can't remember. Well, if you guys stalled or didn't have a choice, I would pick Continental Shelf.
1: Um, Continental Shelf would be fine, that one. That one was kind of like the, the first single off that record. Um, I personally don't remember at all how that recording sounds or what the song sounds like on that recording. It was my
0: choice because it's the one that's very very short, but people would rather hear what you guys choose and why you guys chose it than what I think.
2: Um I choose continental shelf
0: because it's short. Scott Wood, your host. You just heard the track Continental Shelf off the record via Kong by a band called Preoccupations. I have Matt and Monty here in their tour van with me. I'm sitting in their dope swiveling seat. Monty, it's your turn to talk about this track.
1: Uh, Continental Shelf is uh, actually one of the earlier tracks that we worked on, I think. We had a pretty rough version of it. I did a pretty hilarious Kim Deal vocal on the original version of it that uh, ended up getting cut for good reason later on and then actually our friend julie fader sang the kind of like ghost vocals at the beginning of the verse who is uh the mother of francis pearl who is one of the people that we're excited to see on this tour um the recording of that one i remember being pretty quick we just kind of did just blasted through it in an evening all the guitars are tuned to just one note for it too. So I picked that song, but I'd love
0: you guys to pick one song off of that record and talk about it like an ex-girlfriend who you're thinking about calling but haven't.
2: Um, let's play the song Newspaper Spoons. Um, it's one, my reason for wanting to hear it is because we never play it live because we've never been able to make it sound as good as, as on the record live. And there's a lot of studio, uh, microphone manipulation and studio trickery on that one so it's a tough one for us to play live so
4: let's play that one
0: track, Newspaper Spoons. And that was chosen by Matt. Now it's Monty's turn to talk about it.
1: Um, That song, actually just me and Matt made that song in my basement. This is classic Matt in the studio. Came in and was like, let's mic up the drums and run them through amps in the other room and then record the amps. And so we did. We spent a while doing that and recorded them onto this cassette machine. And that was basically it. I had that rhythm from another song that I'd written years ago that was horrible. And then, uh we just took the rhythm and then kind of just started putting things on it until it was done as a song. And then Matt took it and put the vocals over it, and it was uh, a completed thing. Oh, yeah, and then I'm actually a little little behind-the-scenes note on that one. There's a, So I, I did this, like, synthesizer arrangement at the end that it kind of crossfades into. And when we were in the barn, we didn't really overdub anything on that song in the barn. Like, it was pretty much done as it was. But Danny wrote and recorded this, like, beautiful Eric Satie kind of piano piece for the end of it that we ended up deciding didn't quite fit but it was really nice.
4: It
2: was it was too pretty. Yeah. Um plus sometimes Danny needs a little beaten down, you know, off the high horse.
0: <laughs> you guys are about to embark on a big tour supporting this record. I was reading in an interview that you guys talk or at least when you did this interview, Monty, you were saying that you and Matt talk once every day for at least 45 minutes. So what's the first thing you guys can be guaranteed to talk about that has nothing to do with music?
1: Um, usually, honestly, usually, because I, I, like, I've been in Calgary for a bunch of this year, especially for the earlier part of this year, and Matt's been living in Montreal. I feel like we often f- uh, figure out how the weather is in our respective cities <laughs> at that point. You know, it's just like, hey, how's it going? How is it over there? you know and Matt's like he's like "Eh, everything's you know it's like Montreal in March he's like it's cold and everything's covered in ice and then in Calgary in March it was actually pretty nice you know so we just (laughs) we'd talk about that Um, Uh,
2: what new movies did you see Um, that could be a thing who you hanging out with in Calgary how's Ian Russell doing son of a bitch
1: who I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't know how Ian Russell is doing, though, because I hardly would see him. <laughs> who is Ian Russell? Uh, Ian Russell's our old manager who uh, runs Flemish Eye, which is our Canadian record label. And he's an old friend from way back, um, and I feel bad because I haven't seen him that much this year.
0: All right, so guys, thank you very much for spending some time with me tonight. I really appreciate it. Matt and the other two members of the band were in a Black Sabbath cover band before... This band formed, so I'd love you to tell me a little bit about that band.
2: Um, We were called Sweet Reef, and we just played Black Sabbath covers. Um, We've since rejuvenated the band and brought Monty into the fold, and we've got a different Ozzy now who lives in a place called uh, Weimer, B.C., and we've we, we got a pretty
0: good Sabbath set going with Evan Peck as the yeah. lead singer, as Ozzy. So... I would love you to tell me your favorite Black Sabbath track that's not an obvious radio hit.
1: Oh, my mine would be Wheels of Confusion. That one was one that we like really worked on for the for the Sabbath set, and I thought it I thought we pulled it off pretty well. We played a set in Weimar this last Halloween, uh, where we went Evan went as Aussie for Halloween, and then we went as the shitty Ninja Turtles, where we just wore we each just wore a green shirt and wrote I mine just said shitty Donatello, and then I just had like a bandana that i made it of like a pair of like a purple bandana that i made it of a pair of child's pants that i got at walmart <laughs> like it was like the like that kind of costume like a piss poor costume i would go as far as to say so i'd say wheels of confusion we actually played a show or we we played a show in nelson this last friday at this punk rock festival called massive with an f and we did and we played war pigs at that evan was there and we and we did war pigs we hauled
2: them up on stage in the middle of our set yeah. and it was really awesome then we had to finish our set and play two more Preoccupation songs uh-huh. and people were kind of
0: bummed after the Sabbath song
1: of course but, rightly so yeah.
0: so Matt what's your favorite deep Black Sabbath cut
2: deep cuts I will go with Snowblind which is also off of Volume 4 which I think is the most underrated Black Sabbath record
0: nice guys thank you very much for being on my show again the last thing I'd love you to do is pick a track off the new record and I'll play it
1: um, maybe play Fever that was the last one that we did and it was c- sort of we wrote and recorded it basically or we sort of put it together Flegel had a couple riffs and me him and Danny kind of like put it together into a song in a day basically we recorded it the next day and then it was pretty much done so that one is still like it's the o- only song off the record that I haven't had enough time to really grow to hate yet <laughs> so I accept that one
0: <laughs> so Matt I'd love you to talk a bit about Fever
2: fever um it's the last song off of the self-titled titled titled record by the band preoccupations that we're in and it's called fever
0: (laughs) glad i got you to talk about that song (laughs) all right guys thank you very much for being on my show thank you
2: thanks for having us and
4: you're listening to The Interview Show with Scott